highlights of Malaysia 4.0 Initiative Industry. Welcome, you're listening to the Symposium on Academia Industry Collaboration Podcast. Experience expectation and technical dialogue organized by Malaysia Automotive, Robotics and IoT Institute, MARI, aims to provide a platform for collaboration between universities and industries, networking opportunities and the exchange of ideas. This podcast highlights the gaps between the stakeholders and universities while addressing the industry needs that academics can provide solutions for. On this episode, we have Encik Rushdi Abdul Rahim, Senior VP of MITE, talks about the different needs required in aligning the expectation of both academia and industry in a collaborative arrangement. This podcast was recorded live on site. Therefore, you may experience some audio interference that could not be avoided. We apologize for the inconvenience. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. A lot of things have been touched with regards to collaborations just now. Uh, the, the mere mentions of ICOE, uh, though I will uh, like to comment about the ICOE with regards to some of the findings. Uh, then with regards to fourth industrial revolution, industry 4.0, you know, these are the buzzword nowadays. Now, what I would like to bring to the table is this. Now, perhaps it is time to rethink industry-academia collaboration. The way that it is, has been presented for a number of years, now we're asking the questions whether it is still valid, especially in the days of the fourth industrial revolution. Because I can tell you this, uh, we were called in actually to review the performance of ICOE and 10 out of the 15 high COE, high education, IHICOE, has not met their KPIs. And we were called to ask what to do with them. You know, although if you ask the COE themselves, they said, you know, we need to stay on and things like that. But now since you're trying to create the COEs or this industry academic collaboration, I pose this question back to you. And what do you do? Because for the last Rancangan Malaysia ke-11, they are not performing. 10 out of 15. Value add per staff that is in the COE is very low. The ministry is actually asking questions what to do about them. Eh? So, all of us are experts and people of interest. So, I think, I hope that part of the conversation should be thinking about how do you make this work, how do you carry on? All right, we are a technology think tank under the Prime Minister's department. Our job is not to implement, our job is to, is to think of ideas and come up with a lot of these uh, plans for people like Mari to implement. In fact, the creation of Mari actually comes from Mike. So they have their birth certificate in Mike. In fact, uh, Inche uh, Nizma here used to be a staff of mine. Yep. yep. And that's not the only one. I think throughout the years, you'll find that, you know, things like the Malaysian F1 is actually uh, thought about in mind as a means to advance motorsport in, in Malaysia. The aerospace industry is something that we think about, you know, and we cultivate 
Might is all about collaboration by the name Malaysian Industry Government Group for High Technology. As you see, Industry Government Grouping is about collaboration. So we believe so much in collaboration. As I said, we created things like uh, MAI, at the time MAI, now MARI, uh, TDA, a few other organizations that's out there. All right. Datuk has touched about this. Now, what I think is actually there is a need to align these so-called expectations of collaborations between industry and academia. Because when you come into a collaborative arrangement, most of the time the expectation differs. We found this out when we were undertaking this policy for industry 4.0 for the national, for, national, for Malaysia. You know, what universities expect is different from what the industry is expecting. You know, the academics is expecting, you know, we want to do it partners, in partnership. Now, we're not even talking about whether it's 50-50, 40-60, 70-30, 80-20, or 100%, but partners still. Eh? Then, the expectation is there's some funding to come to be available for academic purposes. You require placements of people, placements of whether students or even the academic staff in the industry, and then you want accessibility, you want data, you want information from the organization for use of academic purposes. As far as industry expectation, when they come to the academic, they expect, you know, you provide skill manpower. You provide market aligned courses. They expect you actually to simply shift around your courses to meet what the market wants. And we know that's the problem with MQA, isn't it? Eh? How do you shift this? They want academic experts in terms of technical management, how to support organizations, as well as they require solutions for concerns. You know, so I won't dwell on this. Now, the thing is, now it's very much important for academy yeah, and industry to come together due to the fact that the future of work is what's happening. When we presented this to the National Science Council in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, future of work, future of work, workforce and workplace, we said, you know, there are a numbers of jobs is at risk. And if you can see from the slide, 54% of Malaysian jobs are at risk. Eh? And that's the so-called semi-skilled workers. Medium risk, high to low skill, and low risk is actually 16%. So no job is not at risk. So our concern is, the need for industry academic collaboration is to address this. And if you look, you know, throughout the 150 years, throughout the first, second, third, fourth industrial revolution, you know, these are the numbers that actually you can see that technology actually has created more jobs rather than, uh, you know, uh, eliminate jobs. The only sectors that is affected is three. Agriculture, you can see a lot. Manufacturing and mining. Whereas other sectors record a positive growth, though not much. And transportation and construction remain almost the same. That means the changes are very negligible. Now, although this is actually numbers of net jobs, but we're talking about displaced workers. That means the 
job, the nature of job in those sectors actually change. Eh? This is from the OECD skills survey. Six out of 10 adults actually lack ICT skills eh, in OECD countries. So how do you cater for these new skills? And this is just ICT. We're not even talking about the others. Have you heard Nizma was saying just now, big data, AI, VR, uh, smart factory, those are what type of skills are needed for those. That is why we at Might we think that there is a need to rethink the so-called industry academia collaboration. And there is a need for platforms actually to be created for this collaboration. Now, one of the things that we stress is actually there is a need. I think uh, Professor Keith just now highlighted also. There is a need to have clear expectation and clear targets with regards to what do you want to do with those collaboration. Now, these are some of the successful case studies from MIT. I can only say from MIT because this is, this is something that MIT does. One is the Aerospace Malaysia Innovation Center that was established in 2011. Eh? It was part of a national strategy to enhance the competitiveness of the Malaysian aerospace industry. Now, what happened is, it was a 50-50 arrangement, whereby Rolls-Royce and Airbus provide 50% of the funding and 50% of the other funding comes from the Malaysian government through MITE. And the research that's being done in this centre is actually research agenda that's being put forth by Airbus and Rolls-Royce. That means these guys do not do research for research's sake, but they, did, they do research that, you know, what Rolls-Royce would want to want, that Rolls-Royce need to actually uh, build biofuels engine, for example. Eh? And the target was actually, they are expecting to, to uh, contribute towards this 13.2 billion USD turnover annually in 2030, as well as the creation of 32,000 jobs in Malaysia. The next is Newton Unko Omafan. Eh? To those uh, researchers uh, that have applied before and successful, congratulations. To those who are not successful, cuba lagi. Now, this is a fund, a collaborative fund between government of Malaysia and government of UK. Malaysia tak layak sebenarnya dah terima fund ni because this is part of ODA, Overseas Development Assistance because kita punya kriteria dah bukan negara, uh, apa, dah nak masuk negara maju dah. Eh? But the fact is that Newton, Unko, Newton calls especially Newton Nkoma, Malaysia actually submitted a lot of proposals that was uh, deemed uh, reasonable. So this was uh, in the Rancangan Malaysia ke-11, this started in Rancangan Malaysia ke-11, and I, I foresee that in Rancangan Malaysia ke-12, it will still continue. That the fact that the UK actually has requested this to be extended, and it, you know, uh, the UK government put 50% of the fund, and uh, Malaysian government put 50% of the fund. Uh, UK government put 4 million pounds per year. Uh, Malaysia put equivalent 4 million pounds per year, depending on the pound exchange rate. Lah. The pound exchange rate seems uh, now is going down due to Brexit. So good, good for us, I think. Yep. The targeted economic impact is 624 million pounds eh? in pounds sterling. 
Yeah. And then it was expected to actually create uh, RSEs for about 2,000, both sides, as well as create 10,000 jobs, again, both sides. Because this collaborative, so both parties are actually accountable and both parties want to reap the benefit of this. And I think so far, uh, justification has been made because this is, this is the fact. We need to present this to both parliaments. Parliament of UK as well as Parliament of Malaysia in terms of the success of this fund, what are the results? So the scrutinization of this fund is actually uh, more. That's why the peer review is also done at, actually in Malaysia as well as in the UK. Eh? So this takes the industry, academia collaboration at another level. Eh? Uh, the last is what we talk about the needs for the future. We understand that with all the talks of fourth industrial revolution and industry 4.0, there is a need for these so-called communities, workers, potential workers, future skilled workers that has this affinity and understandings of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. However, based on the projection that Academy Science Malaysia has done, we fall so, 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 far behind. The target for 6040 has been around since zaman Tun Razak lagi. But, sampai sekarang, the numbers is backwards. It's not 6040, but 4060. So, this was an attempt whereby we said, future workforce will be affected. So, we said industry needs to come in and actually show what is it. Because when people, when the students think about how people deal with science, they think about, you know, Einstein, which is not so cool, you know, and those things. So what we did was actually, I give you an example, one company, for example, Gamuda, brought along 20 women engineers there actually to promote engineering amongst women. And they see that to work as an engineer, as a woman, you still can wear outfit of the day, OOTD and things like that as well, eh? regardless. Eh? So they can look well, dress well and think well as well. Eh? So the idea of industry collaboration as well with regards to this. So, key takeaways that I would like to stress. Now, there needs to be a clear target what your collaboration is all about. Then only those collaboration will work, one. Two, there is a need to align expectations because normally, both party comes into this collaborative arrangement and somehow there is a misalign in terms of what they think each is going to get out of that collaboration. Third, uh, targets. Four, as I said, I sincerely think there needs to be a rethink of how the business model of this collaboration to be done if this needs to work beyond what you're thinking. Because if not, the government can only sponsor or fund it so much. With that, I thank you. That's the end of this episode. Thank you for listening to the Symposium on Academia Industry Collaboration Podcast. Be sure to stay tuned and we'll see you on the next episode.